Okay, great. So yeah, uh, first off, uh, David, I just want to say thanks for having me come and present. Um, I've got two things I really want to talk to you guys today about. Um, in addition to the three key principles for trading mastery, I'm going to show you some actionable uh, tactics and strategies that you can employ in your own trading. And, and then maybe in the last 15, 20 minutes or so, what I'll do is I want to show you something that we're doing um, that will allow you to scale that. Um, and I'll, I'll get into exactly what I'm talking about. So uh, first off, I just, again, I wanted to say uh, thank you for having me here. And uh, today uh, I'm going to show you what I believe are the three key principles for trading mastery. Uh, the trading method that I'm about to show you does not require any sophisticated charting software or any fancy proprietary indicators. I'm leveraging pure price action along with a couple of carefully selected basic indicators uh, to help identify market trend, uh, locate trade setups, and pinpoint exact entries and exits without any guesswork. Okay, so in a few minutes, I'll show you exactly what that is. But first and foremost, I must remind you that trading does carry significant risk, and all information in this webinar is provided for educational purposes only and is not an offer or a recommendation trade futures, stops, uh, stocks, options, or Forex. All right, now that that's out of the way, a little bit about myself. Uh, I've been involved in the financial markets since 2006. Over all these years, I've made just about every mistake possible in my own trading. Uh, so I've learned what works and what doesn't. Uh, and today, guys, I'd like to show you one simple thing that has worked extremely well, and it's also stood the test of time, okay? If you focus on this one thing, uh, these three key uh, principles for trading mastery, uh, your trading will become more predictable and consistent, okay? And believe me, you'll have a whole lot less stress. The idea is you want to blend with the market, okay, instead of trying to beat the market, all right? So um, let's get into it. So you've heard this before, the trend is your friend, right? So why do so many traders try and pick tops and bottoms when it's just as much easier to enter the market in an established trend? Don't fight the momentum. Yeah, I struggled with this at first. I'm a contrarian at heart, so I struggled with this. Learn how to read market context in a chart and then ride the natural ebb and flow of the markets. Easier said than done, but I'm going to show you some principles today that you can take with you to do that. Uh, our goal as traders is to not beat the market, but blend with the market. Okay, Kind of like a surfer rides a wave. All right. So how do you identify the natural ebb and flow of the market? How do you identify the trend? Um, how do you know when a market is moving up, down, or sideways? I use a combination of price action and a couple of carefully selected indicators that help confirm what I'm already seeing in price, okay? Keep it simple, all right? After all, most traders make trading much more difficult than it really is, and that's why they're not consistent. So you've got to keep it simple, okay? Now, what if you had clear and objective rules that allow you to make trading decisions based on proven time-tested market principles, okay? Do you guys think you could follow them? What I'm about to show you will allow you to make consistent profits and systematically build your trading account, okay? All it takes is three key principles for trading mastery, which are more or less having an understanding of market context and the natural ebb and flow of the markets, knowing how to use these three key moving averages, and then I like to use the relative strength index for timing your entries and or even exits, right? So let's dive into it. First and foremost, to understand market context and the natural ebb and flow of the markets, the market is continually making higher 
new highs and lower new lows. An uptrend is defined as a series of higher highs and higher lows, new and higher lows. Um, and an uptrend, we want to focus on buying opportunities. Okay, forget the shorts. All right, forget trying to pick these tops. All right, forget it. You don't want to. You don't want to try to to pick these tops. Okay, you want to focus on buying. These are going to be your better reward to risk trades. Buying the pullbacks. All right. Um, focus on long trades only. Don't fight it. Okay. A downtrend is defined as a series of lower new lows and lower highs. In a downtrend, we want to focus on selling opportunities, right? Bearish trades, your short trades. We don't want to try, we don't want to fight it and try to pick bottoms here. We want to look at shorts here, 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 okay, here, here, and so forth. All right. It's it's not worth trying to pick the tops and bottoms. Now, there are situations where you actually would look at picking a top and bottom, but certain criteria or a certain thing has to take place, and I will get into that. But as you can see here, it's e it's fairly easy it's fairly easy to identify a trend. Okay, it's also just as easily to identify a sideways market or when an uptrend is potentially coming to an end. You just have to know what to look for. For example, look at this example. We have an uptrend. Okay, moving into a sideways trading range. Notice that. After the highest high was put in here, the market made relatively equal highs and equal lows before eventually breaking down, right? Notice the retest here, okay? Um, this is a retest. Here's the thing. You don't want to try to be picking a top by selling it here only to get stopped out here and then selling it here only to get stopped out here, okay? What you want to look for is some type of retest and then a failure. All right. So um, you never want to try to pick a top while the market is continuing to make new highs. Okay. This is important. You want to wait until you've seen some sort of retest and a failure. And the same is true for trying to pick bottoms. Okay. It's just the opposite. So now, I mean, and then one more thing I want to point out, really, that's going to really help with, with respect to market context. This is what I've noticed in trends um, and tops and bottoms. Okay. The market will, you will typically see three to four swings in an uptrend. Or, I mean, you can't see more, but you wouldn't think about trying to call it a top or expect a potential reversal until you've had that third or fourth swing to the upside. Okay. So you've got new high one, new high two, new high three, and you can see new high four, and you can see. Now the market is, is 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 it's like the meat's off the bone. It's becoming, it's 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 not running on all eight cylinders anymore. Okay, it's like we're we, we're exhausted. We've climbed a mountain and we're running out of oxygen and we're getting really tired. Okay, same thing with the market. And it'll either go sideways and 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 catch its breath and resume, or you'll see a reversal. You never know for sure. But here's the thing: if you wait for that fourth push up or more, you know, um, and a retest. So typically what I'm looking for is a type of fourth, you know, push up, you got one, two, three, four, and then some type of retest. Okay. Look at this. I mean, if you had, if for some reason, if you had some, if you did sell it on that retest, you hardly took any heat, right? If you had your stop just above this swing high here, but it's so important to wait for that one, two, three, four to play out, followed by some type of retest. Okay. So when it when you draw it out, it looks like one, 
two, three, four, okay? And then wait for some type of retest because some, you don't know, okay? The retest could just take out a little bit. It could come up only like maybe 50, 62% or hit it like almost to the tick and reverse. Sometimes it just takes it out just a little bit and then you see the retest, okay? Now, the official change in trend is when the market makes a new low, okay? So this is significant because when the market pushed up here, we made a new high, right? Took out this high. And then now we're no longer, we got a new low, right? Definition of an uptrend is higher highs and higher lows, right? Higher low, these are all higher lows. Now we got a new low because we're no longer, so there's our change in trend, okay? So, and it's just, it's just the opposite for uh, bottoms, okay? So here, in just a few minutes, now you've learned some key concepts that will help you identify trends. So um, what are we going to do? Uh, don't fight it, okay? If you want to try to pick a top, make sure the market is potentially exhausted and you've seen three to four swings of the upside. Um, you can employ uh, what Leslie went over and look for that butterfly pattern up in here. Typically, you'll see that. She could probably spot it on there. I'm not too familiar with the butterfly, but just looking at the last 15 minutes, um, you know, once she, she could probably clearly point it out on here. I can't because I'm not that familiar with it. I'm just look. I'm looking at it differently. But we're we're kind of coming up with the same. We're seeing the same pattern. We're seeing the same. Well, we're having the expectation of of what's playing out. She's just seeing it a little differently than I am. So um, for me, it's just much easier to say, okay, hey, it didn't make a new high. It's retesting. Now we got a new low. All right, there's potential there that we could reverse now. Okay, so um, this is a very powerful method for identifying market context and trend. It can be subjective, um, but it's you know it's like hey, it's real it's real simple. It's like this is a significant low. If the market retests this previous high, or even makes a new high and then makes a new low and takes this out, then that that's it. The trend is no longer up. Doesn't mean we can't go sideways for a while, but the trend is no longer up. Okay. But because of the subjectivity, I like to add a second component, okay? Three key moving averages, all right? Now, the general uses for these three key exponential moving averages are identifying support in an uptrend where demand uh, for the market overwhelms supply and identifying resistance in a downtrend where supply of a market overwhelms demand, all right? For example, let's take a look at what I'm talking about. Notice how these three moving averages, the 8, the 21, and 50, just keep it simple, right? These three EMAs help identify support in an uptrend. Notice that the market will tend to pull back to these moving averages before resuming back up, right? See how it, it's it's literally like riding the 50 moving average. If it's a strong market, it'll ride at 21, but it pulls back typically between the 8 and 21, you know, or it'll pull all the way back to the 50, okay? So in an uptrend, look for bullish opportunities on pullbacks to these rising Moving averages, okay, because markets will typically pull back to and halt at or near these moving averages, all right. And in a downtrend, you tip, you see the same thing, all right. These they're kind of like self-fulfilling prophecy, you know. Notice how the pullbacks, right? For example, right here, okay. Let's look at this. We've got um, a new high here. You got my marker. Got a new high here, right? New high, new high, okay. Higher low. Higher low, higher low. Now we got a lower low. The trend has changed. Okay. So 
just because it's changed doesn't mean you're going to get look to get short. Now you wait for a pullback to pull back up to the 821.50 moving averages. And you can see here, we pulled back in here, okay? Either in and in here, all right? Um, this is giving you a location. And one thing I do want to point out that notice that it's typically, it's, it's right around. This is the area right here. This is the last significant low, okay? And then notice when it broke it here, it had pulled back to this area. So this area right in here, this low and this high, the high of that bar right there, there's your resistance area, okay? So you can use price action to identify that those areas of resistance, all right? And they're in confluence with the moving averages, okay? This is just location. Well, you've got trade direction and location, right? Um, you're looking at the this time frame, uh, and I'll get into it when when we get into it. Uh, we look we'll look at two different time frames, but you're looking at um, market context for trade direction and location. Okay, and we're not talking about entry yet, just trade direction and location. So after the market broke down here, right, we're going to be looking for shorts on a pullback into these areas. Okay, so let's move on. What are we going to do about locate uh, our entry? We're going to use the relative strength index for timing our entry, okay? This is the final component of the uh, three key principles for trading mastery, okay? It's the two-bar RSI, all right? That's not the default. The default's 14. The two-bar RSI is quicker and faster, so you definitely, um, you know, want to use it in conjunction with other indicators, uh, and it does a really good job of once you have trade direction and location defined by what I already went through, okay? Now we now we you look for an RSI two bar overbought or oversold signal in those areas. Okay, take a look at this chart. Notice the change in trend. Here, let me marker um, from uh, from down right back to up. Okay, once uh, the market broke this previous high, we got a new high, right? So we're no longer making uh, lower highs. Market made new highs. Okay, so now the idea is remember what I said: wait for a market to pull back to or near the moving averages, okay? Now, one more thing here is wait for the two bar RSI to close below 20, so right in here. So what I love about the two bar RSI is it's it's kind of like when you look at it, this method or strategy is kind of a, there's discretionary and subjectivity to it with respect to trade direction and location, right? Um, the moving averages help, you know, make it a little bit more objective, but your entry is completely 100% objective, okay? Um, it, it either is or it isn't. And um, you can see you've got a lot of good signals in, okay? So the trend is up. The 8 is above the 21, it is above the 50, right? We got new highs. You just wait for this to play out, okay? You wait for the market to pull back to between the moving averages and you get a close below 20, okay, um, you could take the trade, right? And then you would look to get long here, right? Buy a call option. Uh, if you're trading futures, go long, so forth. Enter some type of bullish trade. Could be anything, whatever you're, whatever you, um, there, there, there is another step to this. You can say, you know what? Well, I don't like to do that. What if, what if I get another red bar? Fine. What you could do is wait for a higher close, okay? So in this case, you would have bought it right in there, okay? Um, in this case, if you waited, you would have bought it up here, okay, after it pulled back. And look, it still followed through. 
because you're, the market had just changed trend, just changed trend. And that's the other thing. Remember I said one, two, three, four? Always know where you're at, okay? This is a previous high. Market's making new high, okay? So that's the first new high. Chances are we're going to get two, three, maybe four more new highs, okay? And if, you, if you're into measure moves, what is a measure move? You could take more or less the move from here to here and you draw a line and then look at the pullback and then look at that same measure move up. And that would give you an expectation where this is one, B2, right? Um, now, Mark didn't get there, but that's the expectation. It eventually got there. Didn't get there. And we didn't move up in the same ease of movement. We didn't have the same ease of movement here. Um, but if you went long in here, okay, if you went long in here or here, your expectation is somewhere up in this area just based on the distance that it traveled on that initial move, okay? And if this is one and two, you might get, you know, maybe a 50% pullback and another push up to this, okay? So um, when you're at the beginning of a trend, if you keep this in mind, and this is so, this is, you have to have expectations. Typically when the beginning of, at the beginning of a trend, right? If you can catch that first pullback, you're going to get two to three more new highs, okay? At least two more new highs maybe three. So that's something to keep in mind, you know, and if anything, that'll help you hold on to your trades long. I would encourage you to go back, look at charts, look at measure moves, take a measure move off that initial swing, okay, like that, um, and then start looking at and, and start drawing them on your charts, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, but notice this, every time with the moving average stack like this, the eight above the 21 and 50, every time it pulls back, the RSI closes below 20, Okay. Uh, now the, here it didn't pull back, so there was there was no trade there. But here we pulled back, so you've got another trade there. And look, okay. So when you go back, you look at this and say, okay, well this is one, maybe this is two, you know, this would be three, this is four. At this point, the meat's getting off the bone, right? So when you've got three to four pushes to the upside, chances are the meat's off the bone. If it's a, if it's the third or fourth pullback, don't expect, don't, what you want, don't overstay your welcome and take profits off quicker, okay? Maybe on a retest, that kind of thing. So, and here's an example of the trend changing from up to down, okay? Or even here, you can say that, hey, right in here, the, the trend is changing, okay? Um, in the shorter term. But, you know, when you look at the bigger picture and you look at the moving averages and everything, it's a little bit safer to call this one below um, and wait for that crossover. Okay. So sometimes you don't get, you know, sometimes you get lucky and you get right near the breakdown area. And uh, and that's the other thing to look for too, is when the market breaks down, for example, right in here, it'll typically pull back and retest, right? So you kind of have, see, you got like a trend line, trend line right in there, right? Um, and here on this bar, we broke it down, right? New low. Typically, when it breaks, and it's it's you, there is a little bit of consolidation too. You get from the previous swing high, you got this consolidation right in. We broke down on the consolidation. Typically, when we see a breakdown, the market will come back and test it one more time, just to see if there's any last buyers in the market. And this is where sellers jump on. Um, this is you see we we tested again, and sellers came in. Um, and look at this. You had the RSI, the signal in the RSI to get short right in there. So if you didn't catch it there on this, that's a whole new note, a whole other strategy is the breakdown kiss goodbye strategy. I trade that all the time. I love it. It's perfect. It's great. 
doesn't work all the time, but it works the majority of the time. So, um, and then when the market comes back and retests, look at that RSI close above eight. So you can use the RSI two bar, and I would encourage you to add it to your chart to start looking at it. Start looking for signals. And I know this is a weekly chart, but this plays out on all time. Okay. Um, if you're a swing trader, also works in a daily chart. This is a daily chart. Here, look at this trend is up, right? Market pulled back. Um, you got several potential entries there. Yeah, you would have taken some stopouts, but here's the thing, right? If you entered long in here, you'd have been stopped out, entered long, stopped out. You may have even taken off a portion of the trade. You would have gotten some stopouts. But then look, the next trade, right? If you use measured move, okay, the next trade was nice and followed through nicely. You'd have been looking at a measured move up to probably about here somewhere. So you can use measured moves for target, for target, okay? But you can see all these pullbacks in here. Look at that, right in there, right in, right in there. These are great entry, okay, right in there. Perfect, great entry, um, okay? So let's take some time and put all of these um, three principles together so you have better standing market context and know when the market is potentially changing its trend, okay? So this way you know where to look at our trades. Um, what I want to show you here is the uh, the change in trend. And this is so important to keep in mind. Look for, you know, one, to one, two, three, four pushes to the upside. And one other thing I do want to point out, typically tops, you'll see, and it, this this probably leads to that butterfly pattern that Leslie was teaching. Um, typically, you'll see the market kind of try a fourth time. And if it fails on a fourth time, then that's telling you, okay, buyers have tried, they can't do it, it's done. And you can see here, we got to push up, okay? Um, and we got to pull back, push up, pull back. We just broke it, but then consolidated, pull back. Okay, this is one, this is two, this is three, there's the fourth, okay? And remember what I said about patterns? You know, this is a consolidation pattern in here, and this is the retest, right? Kiss goodbye. And then it also broke that trend line, okay? So uh, at this point now, you're focused on shorts, okay? And you should be focused on shorts because at this point, when the market makes a new low, your expectation is two, maybe three or four new lows, at least three minimum, okay? Look what we have here. One, two, a little more sideways, and then we got three, there's four. Okay, this happens, this plays out. I know this is a daily chart. It plays out on a 60 minute, it plays out on a 30 minute. So if you're swing trading, position trading, uh, if, you're in, if you're an investor holding on to positions for a long time, you can just use a monthly and weekly chart. If you're a futures trader or a day trader, whether, whether it's futures, forex, whatever, um, you'll see this play out on the smaller time frame. okay? I like to use a 30 minute, one minute chart. Um, now, what I want to do here is just show you how to kind of pull this together on so you have multiple time frame alignment. All right. We want to use two time frames for determining exact entries. Okay. Wait for the market to pull back so it's oversold. You're in an uptrend, right? The eight is above the 21, is above the 50. So we're in an uptrend. Wait for the market to pull back, oversold on the larger time frame. And this could be a 30 and a one, or a weekly and a daily, or monthly and weekly, whatever. And then what you do also, this is, you can see this is between June and this is the middle of June. Here's the middle of June. This vertical line is that vertical, okay? So here we pulled back on the weekly and it's also pulled back on the daily, okay? So you've got multiple time flight. The RSI is oversold on two time frames. okay? This is where you wanna trade, all right? 
And like I said, you can wait for, there's a couple ways to approach the market. You can wait for it to take out the high of that bar. You can wait for a higher close. You could get in, you know, if the open of the bar is higher or above, 50, you know, midpoint of the previous bar, that kind of thing. You can employ your own entry tactic if you want. Um, but the idea is, is you wait for the market to pull back to the winning averages with the RSI two bar at below 20 on the, the larger time frame anchor chart. Okay, as well as the smaller time frame. And then you're typically entering, typically when the market pulls back and you get that RSI oversold here on the larger time frame, you're typically entering on the next, you know, one to three bars. So like that would have been an end. And if you kept your stop back below this low, you never got stopped out. It took a little heat, but you never got stopped out. Okay. Same thing here. Market pulled. If you didn't, if you missed it there, you caught it there. Right, you've been looking on the next three bars. There's a higher close. You could have been looking at long right there and catch that move. Now, what's our expectation? Okay, what is our expectation for a move? Well, if you look at this measured move, uh, if you look at the the last major swing here, okay, at a minimum, you'd expect the same, right? Maybe to there, um, and you can see what happened. It, it looks like it. It looks like it played out all the way from here. That's about the same as it is from here to here. So you can start looking at measured moves for targeting. There's so many traders, they take off like way too soon instead of instead of holding on to trades and letting their winners pay for their losers, okay? Here's an example of just using reward to risk, okay? You can place your stop below the low, like for example, right? The market pulled back, it's it's pulled back on a 30 minute chart or the, the, uh, the larger time frame chart. You can enter the trade on the, on the higher close, right? Look for minimum of two to one reward to risk. Okay. And if you traded, let's say this is the SPY, let's say you bought three futures contracts or 300 shares. Okay. Or three call options, right? You can take off a portion there, take off a portion there, look at measured move. If the measured move has you somewhere up in here, skip that level and take your targets there. That's what I do. Okay. In a sideways market, I'll take off here, here, and here. But in a, in a training market, I'll skip this third one and go for that fourth target, I'll go for four to one. Okay, here's an example where if you had a tight stop on this, you got stopped out, but the very next trade more than paid for it. Okay, so same thing here. Now, see, now at this point, we've had one, two, three pullbacks, three like major pullbacks, right? So this is more or less the possibly the third or fourth major pullback. So now it's like the meat's off the bone at this point. So you notice we just barely got that second target before the market reversed, okay? So um, consider um, using that RSI two bar and and, and again, um, use measured moves to hold on for bigger gain, okay? Now, the same thing is true for just the opposite um, for shorts, okay? You can say the method, you can use the same method to find bearish opportunities in markets that are moving lower. Um, so say, for example, you wanna take advantage of the downside, Again, using two time frames for determining exact entries, right? Wait for a market to pull back to near the moving averages. Okay, here's your new low. Okay, um, market is changing trend here, right? Get the breakdown, pulls back. There's a kiss goodbye, new low. Moving averages are stacked. Now we're still above the 50, but we clearly made new lows here, right? The RSI is even, see that? Um, so there's clearly downside momentum here. And this is a this is kind of a momentum shift. You see the RSI for several bars where it just can't. You're not seeing, you know, you're not. It's not like this. So it's not like back and forth, right? It's 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 like it broke down 
and it, it's having a hard time getting pr pretty much above 50%. When you have, when you see that, that's downside momentum. Um, let me see if I can find a for upside. Well, here's kind of upside momentum here, but that's sometimes it's really, it stands out like that. And that this is clearly downside momentum when you see like a descending triangle in the uh, RSI, okay, as a chart pattern, right? So what do we do with after a new low? We wait for the market to pull back. We wait for RSI to bar become overbought on the larger time frame, okay, and the smaller time frame, okay. You can see here it's going to happen on the smaller time frame first. So wait for it to happen on the larger time frame, and then take the trade on the smaller time, and then and you know take it on the smaller time. Frame. And you would have been looking to get short right around on this, okay. And you would have been able to catch pretty much the majority of that move down. All right. Um, here's an example where there were potentially two entries here. Um, RSI is over, right? Oversold or um, sorry, overbought. RSI is overbought. Yeah, and you even have divergence too. You can see that if you're in a divergence, you have divergence. Um, and the idea here is, is that you can be looking to take trade, you know, on with a lower close. Okay, right in there. There was another trade right in here, following you know a little bounce in here. Um, because at this point the RSI is over over um overbought. Okay. Um, and then if you scale out of trades or if you want to use measured move, now what would a measured move look like from here? Look back to the left. Okay, you've got this move down, you've got this move down. You could take both of these swings, right? And put them on that high, and you can see that that's probably one, and then that one is probably somewhere down in this area. And so that gives you a target area of around here for a target. Okay. So you you should have at least caught the move down to here, somewhere down in this area. All right. From here. Nice big move. That pays for these. If you get little losses like this from here to here, that pays for your losing trades. Okay. One of those will make will pay for three or four losses of small losses. Okay. So and it again, guys, it it, it doesn't matter what time frame it is. Uh, the markets are fractal. Okay. So what I've shown you here uh, can be applied applied to any time frame. All right. The key is multiple time frame alignment and using two time frames minimum. Okay. To uh, help you determine your trades. Okay. Uh, Michelle, on shorter time frames, do you find that shorten? Do you find shorten or lengthen your EMA timeframes? No, use the same time frames. I, day 21 and 50 are they're 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 robust. You can use the same time frame. Okay. I like for day trading, I like to use like a 30 minute chart and a one minute chart. Okay. So um that's pretty much the strategy. All right. You want to keep it simple. All it takes, again, guys, is a good understanding of these three key principles for trading mastery. Um now. If you liked what I just shared with you, okay, uh, we've got the perfect thing that will help you scale this. Okay, we call it Robot Lab. It allows you to take everything you have here, you know, that I've shown you, I, and the method I've shown you here. I employ some other indicators like buying average price and my own discretionary trading, so that I can understand, you know, get a feel for whether or not, you know, markets above a fair value or below fair value and whatnot. Um, but everything I've shown you here. You can use Robot Lab and scale it. Okay, use what I showed you with with the three key principles for your, you know, your discretionary trading, right? Um, but with Robot Lab, and I'm going to get into it. Okay, uh, it, it, it's something I want to offer you today. All right, it's a it's a free three part mini class for you to learn how to do it, learn, learn how to scale 
um, what I've shown you, okay? And in this free three-part mini class, you'll learn a uniquely proven way that you can use fully automated day trading systems to go from zero to full-time trading without fear your bots will lose it all. And what I do is I discretionary trade, but I also have automated strategies running in a separate account, okay? I like to have multiple streams of income, all right? I don't like just one stream of income. I like to have multiple streams of it, all right? Now, this 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 free mini class, it's, it's not with me, um, but it's with the guy that's the architect behind Robot Lab. His name is Christian, and you're going to love him, okay? You're actually, and here's the thing, you're actually going to get a free Elgobot if you want one uh, just for watching the first lesson, okay? And um, now the method of trading, like I said, the method of trading strategy that I showed you earlier is what I primarily use for discretionary trading with a few other indicators. Um and I've, I've got a portfolio of automated strategies that generate income as well, as well. okay? Um, before I show you my Algobot portfolio, all right, um, I just want to give you a sneak peek of what you're going to see. So here's what Chris is going to talk about in his three-part mini-series. Um, he's going to talk about backwardation certainty secret and what that even means. So this way you'll know what to expect from an automated trading system and develop trust in it so you can continue trading it for the long term. He'll show you how you can slash risk, okay? As we all know, risk is a huge issue. For myself and in speaking with other traders, drawdowns are huge issues, right? Especially if a small account. He'll show you how to create a portfolio of bots that minimize drawdowns and maximize profits. In fact, in the next slide, I'm gonna show you a portfolio that I created that's made up of 19 bots that minimizes drawdowns. And I'm currently running it each day in my own live account. Uh, Christian's also going to discuss with you the number one automated day trading system mistake that traders make, and he'll show you how to avoid it. This is something that I had to learn the hard way. And finally, he'll show you a zero to full-time income trading action plan, so you'll learn a step-by-step -step plan for scaling your portfolio of bots as you build your account over time. So I don't want to go into all the details here just because we don't have enough time. Okay, Christian will do that in his free three-part mini class. Um, and I'm just in the time here. So I've got time to do this. So let's do it. Um, now, about that 19 portfolio that I was talking about, take a look at this equity curve. All right. This is from May 6, 2019, when the micros began trading until the end of 2022. Okay. Take a look at these performance men. All right. Look at the total net profit right here on all trades. Almost 122,000. Okay. This, this is what blows me away. Look at the maximum drawdown. Less than 2,500 bucks. Okay, so if you've got a small account, you can do this. Okay, if you have a ten thousand dollar account, twenty five hundred dollar drawdown is about twenty five percent. Okay, uh, if you got a a, a fifteen thousand dollar account, right, you're talking maybe twenty, just under twenty percent, right around twenty percent. And a twenty thousand dollar account would be what ten percent? No, twelve and a half percent, twelve and a half percent drawdown. That's it. This is over a three and a half year period. I do have, I do, I will show you what it what it did last year. Okay, but I just want to show you this. The winning percentage, this is an automated strategy. So the winning percentage usually is high. Usually it's around 50%. It's around, if this is at 57%, but look at your profit factor. Okay, just like I was saying, you know, you have to have your winning trades have to pay for your losing trades. And that's what this does. These are automated strategies. Okay, the profit factor is almost two to one. So for every dollar at risk, it's making a buck 83. Okay, look at this. I love this. Okay. This is the historical monthly net profit distribution of this portfolio. It shows you how it's performed each month. So you have an idea of what to expect on a monthly basis. Okay, look at this. Only three 
losing months out of 44. One, two, three. And look at look at look at the losses on each month. Okay. The largest losing month is less than 500 bucks. Again, this is just trading one micro futures contract on each bot. If you traded the full e-mini, this trades several markets, gold, ES, uh, NASDAQ, and crude oil. If you traded the, the full size and e-minis, you're, you're talking about $5,000. But you're also talking about a, you know, you're also talking about a $40,000 gain in one month. So, um, but guys, this is why I'm trading this portfolio in my live account. Okay. Out of 44 months, only three losing months. Okay. In fact, these are the results so far year to date, trading just one micro contract on this 19 bot portfolio in my live account. So I'm being completely transparent here. Okay. This year is so far is off to a slow start. You see, we had a big day back on January 6th and a couple nice days here. All right. And we, we've had some losing days. We've actually had more losing days than winning days this month so far. Okay. And it looks like that maybe because um, we only have a few more days left. All right. But okay, this is normal for this time of year. Okay. When you look at history, okay, here's January of 2022. Same thing, right? Here's December of 2020. Here's January of 2020. Low income month, right? Low months. You don't expect a whole lot, right? In July, we noticed July's summertime, summertime doldrums, okay? And the first month of the year is typically like that, okay? And what I tell folks is you got to give it 60 to 90 days because usually after 60 to 90 days, sometimes you get lucky. I mean, like earlier this earlier um, last year, when I started a new portfolio, it was right here. And I, I immediately made some gains right out of the game. Um, with this 19 bot portfolio, you know, I started it in January, just this this year on January 3rd, when I got back from vacation. But I'm not worried about it because I know this is what I can expect. Odds are after the month we had in January, because I mean, look at this, hardly ever do you see, you know, you don't see any, you don't see two losing months in a row. And even, even if it, the, the year starts off like this, right? Um, but I'm not doing anything, okay? This is completely, fully, 100% automated. Okay. And, and by the fact that January has been kind of a, you know, off to a slow start, it's actually great for you guys. All right. Because if you want to come and join us and after, after you watch that three part miniseries, you'll see, and I'll give, I'll give you a link here in a second. I'll give you a link here in a second. Um, you'll be able to take advantage of, you know, what possibly potentially the next few months, which could look something like that, or even like this, right at the January Here's January 2021. You can see it was so far. Let's say that the next three months will look like that. You're going to build equity right away. So this is like the perfect timing for you guys. Um, and I, I know the historical results are not necessarily indicative of future results. Okay. This, however, this this 19 bond portfolio that we that we that I've created, it was made up from 55 different algo bots that we have in Robot Lab. Okay. We have different. We have six, seven, ten bot portfolios. We have a 28, we have a 33, a 35 bot portfolio, all right? Irene trade analysis for each bot on each symbol and eliminated those bots with the highest correlation. And I made up this 19 bot portfolio that includes only those bots with the lowest correlation. So the result is a better total return to max drawdown ratio and a smoother equity curve with minimal drawdowns, which is perfect for trading smaller accounts. Okay, we have, we have tra clients trading this portfolio on larger accounts but but with positions, okay? And guys, all we do is enable the strategies once a week on Sunday evening 
Or you can do it Monday morning. I do it Sunday evening. I trade futures. And I make sure that before the market opens each day, that we haven't lost a real-time data connection uh, and the bots are still enabled, okay? And if you use, like, if you use interactive brokers and you tie it into NinjaTrader, interactive will kick you out. But if you have a NinjaTrader brokerage account, it's solid. It, 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 usually when I enable it on Sunday, morning, morning, it's still enabled. And I, I keep it enabled all week because these bots only trade certain hour, you know, 9.30. The majority of these bots, we do have bots that trade overnight. We have some gold bots that will start trading around 3.30 in the morning till like 1.30. But more, all the E-mini S&P, NASDAQ bots, and even the crude oil bots, they'll just trade during business hours, right? During the cash session from 9.30 Eastern to 4 o'clock Eastern, okay? Um, but at the end of the day, then, I just I just check it, right? After after market close to make sure that any and all positions are flat. So I'm I'm not holding anything overnight. So I'm using intraday margin, which is significantly less than the initial margin or full margin. And again, it literally just takes me a few minutes each day. So here I'm able to generate, you know, potentially, you know, extra income like this each month by literally not doing anything or just a few minutes a day. Okay. In addition to my discretionary. So I've got this portfolio off and running on its own VPS. So I can log in remotely anywhere, check and see how it's doing. Like I said, and I, I do my own discretionary trading on my PC, you know, in a separate account. So guys, if this looks like something that you would like to learn more about, okay, and to start scaling your discretionary trading with a portfolio of automated trading bots and potentially create another income stream for yourself, then I would strongly encourage you to click this link. Let me get you that link and I'll answer some questions here in a second. Okay. Um, yeah, I, oh, perfect. I got a few minutes to answer questions. So uh, just click on the link. It, it's a free class. Okay. I'm not selling anything. Um, and it, just go and learn. And then if you decide to join us, you know, then we can, we can talk more. Um, but click on that link for a free uh, three-part mini class. Okay. Um, in fact, just for, for doing that, you'll get the free algo bot. Um, now if you're on the fence, okay. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, at first I was skeptical, um, about automated trading strategies. I've never used them before, right. Until the last few years. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm a discretionary trader. So, um, but then I started trading a few of these, uh, algo bots in different portfolios in another live account. And I started to see results. Okay. Positive results. And I tested them out in SIM first. Yes, you can test them out in SIM first, Sean. Uh, and yes, they do. They trade both long and short. Okay. See this? Long and short. You got, it's about equal. Actually, you got a little bit more money made on the, on the short side. You got a little bit higher profit factor on the short side. Um, so they do. They trade both long and short. Yep. Um, but now, guys, you know, I've got a portfolio of, 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 Algo bots, right? I turn them on each week. I'll check on them throughout the day. Not that I have to, but I do anyways because I'm trading anyways. Um, and at the end of the trading day, I, I just make sure that you know any and all positions are flat, so so I don't hold anything overnight. Um, I like to say that these guys are my employees. <laughs> um, and um, one thing you have to keep in mind, you know, not every day is a winner, right? But you can do the back tests on the portfolio. And determine, okay, what's the expectation? What's the biggest losing day? What's the biggest losing week? What's the biggest losing month? You can, you know, based on historical information, you can identify that and determine that. Um, so then you can position size accordingly or or remove bots that, you know, that that have higher drawdown uh, and just trade those bots with, you know, better 
uh, total net return to redraw, uh, uh, max drawdown ratio. So, but, and, and overall though, the portfolio is making money. Okay. So now I've got another stream of income that, like I said, it literally just takes a few minutes each day. So is there anyone here that would like another stream of income that takes only a few minutes each day? Okay. If you do and are just want to learn more about fully automated day trading systems, go ahead and sign up for our free three-part mini. And um, yeah, I think each each session is like 30, 45 minutes or something like that. So uh, thanks, David, for posting that. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, question from, I, do I have a few minutes to answer some questions here? Um, looks like, David, I got a few minutes. Um, yeah, you have a few minutes left. Awesome. I, I was worried I was going to run out of time. Um, for, from 132906, how do we learn more about purchasing the bot and minimum requirements to start using it? Well, first off is click that link and because um, it's not one bot, okay? It's a portfolio of bots. This is not just one bot, all right? This is a portfolio of bots um, and it, it's, it's, it's 19. And, and when I came up with this, I shared it with everybody because we have live classes, all that. Um, and like I said, they all jumped on it. And there's some of them, there's a 15 bot portfolio that's a little bit higher correlated. Um, and, 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 um, the, the drawdown's a little bit higher, but man, you really get some really sweet, like when the market trends that day, you get some really nice trades. And then, and then uh, when the market doesn't trend, you know, you, you will get stopped out and you may have some losses and it's got a little bit higher drawdown, not much higher, but a little bit higher drawdown. Uh, but it, it th those bots are a little more highly correlated. I wanted to, I was looking for a smoother equity curve and for traders with smaller accounts that wanted to stay, you know, that wanted to risk no more than 25% of their account. So um, I, I created this portfolio and uh, we've got some other portfolios that we created as well. Several portfolios, different portfolios that trade different bots. So, and they, they trade futures market on NinjaTrader, S&P, NASDAQ, gold, crude, uh, we've got some bots that trade to 60, you know, the euro um, and some other markets. So, but the idea is, uh, and Christian will hit home with this in these, in the uh, three-part miniseries, um, is the idea of, it's not just one bot or two or, you know, it's a portfolio of bots. That's the key. There's your edge. That's where that edge comes from. It's a portfolio of, of algorithmic bots. So, all right, guys. So that's pretty much it, unless you guys have any other questions. If not, David, I'll hand it off back to you. And again, I appreciate the time.